What's up, everybody? Dante here, and welcome to the Finest Tech Podcast. I'm your host, and welcome to the show. If you want to support the show, go on and um, support me on my Patreon page. You know, anything helps to keep this uh, podcast and YouTube channel going. So, any little thing that you want to offer me, I'm more than thankful and grateful for whatever you want to send to my way. Um, first, let me start off with everybody out there. Just um, stay safe. Um, do the proper proper and necessary things you need to do to keep loved ones safe. Wear a mask. Uh, wash your hands. All that stuff. So let's just. Try to keep each other safe out here and just focus on, you know, doing what we need to do to get through this uh, this virus. So without further ado, so let's go and get into the topics of today's podcast episode. First, I want to start off with Google. Google has really had a little event where they kind of presented their new line of products like every company is doing so far. So for me. I've seen a couple of new products that were interesting I might get, you know, depending on the situation. But Google uh, presented a new uh, Google Home. Now, the, the, the traditional old one, I said traditional one, that one was kind of um, kind of resembles a coffee mug in the way the shape it was. It had the bottom part where it was speaking and the top had this like round little coffee mug type look to it. So they have redesigned it into a like like a miniaturized Google Home Max that stands up. Now, anybody who has a Google Home Max like I do, you know, you can stand it vertically or uh, horizontally. So it has that look of the Google Home Max standing up in a small and form factor. I believe it's seven inches tall. So that's fine. And you can get two of them, pair them in, st- in stereo form like you can do with the Duke like you can do with the Google Home Maxes. So that's um like if you don't want those big speakers with all that bass and you can get kind of get these to kind of, you know what I mean, do the same thing, have a stereo pair and not have so much bass overpowering what you want to listen to and like all those things. And they say the bass is like five times better than what it was in the previous one. It's more of a wait and see approach. You got to actually listen to it because sometimes they say that, and then when you hear it, you don't really like nothing, it comes out of it. So that's one of the things that I thought was interesting with their little event and, and their presentation. Another thing that caught my attention, which was weird and confusing at the same time, I've always wanted Google to make like a Chromecast with a remote, kind of like, you know, the Fire TVs. And they finally did it. And here's the thing. This is what gets me about it. They come in three different colors, I believe, white, like a, a reddish color, and like a turquoise color. Um, I forgot the actual names of the colors that they use, but no here, no there. But what this is like, it's a Chromecast with Google TV. Now, I have a couple of Sony TVs with Android TV in. So is there going to be a firmware update? for these TVs that I have and kind of replace Android TV with Google TV in the future. More of a wait and see approach with that. But this has Google TV. You can seamlessly do like stream all your apps, of course. But is this the new format? Like, cause like I said, I have Android TV on my TVs. Now I will get the Google TV because it's only 50 bucks. And I think that's a pretty good price for what it can do. Cause you can cast all, like if you got a laptop and you're using Google Chrome, 
and you want to cast that YouTube video onto something on the, on the Chromecast, you can do that or your phone or your tablet. So you can do those things. So that's interesting as far as what's the options that you have. Now, a lot of people get the fire stick because of let's let's be real about it. The hacking that you could do to it. People have hacked those things and just made them into like the king of streaming because you can hack one of those things and get access to all kinds of stuff. So a lot of people like, you know, the fire sticks because you can kind of hack them and just get access to stuff that you normally can't get with, I mean, with pay services, you can kind of get free through here. So a lot of people watch these movies and all those things from fire sticks because they can hack and you get access to movies you don't have to pay for. Now, with the Google TV, we'll have to wait and see when that eventually releases. I think it comes out in a couple of weeks, so I'll probably get my hands on one when it, get, when it gets here, and I'll do a little impressions video or do a... I may do a re- review video, but I'm more of a doing impressions, see how it works over time, and do like a, a three-month video and see, look, come back after three months and see the, pro, the, the pros and the cons when it comes to this new Google TV streaming HDMI port with a remote. So that was the uh, Google event where they presented some of the um, products that I was most interested in and seeing. Um, it was more to it, but those were the two things that I thought was very interesting and wanted to get get a closer look up at. But now we're going to transition into Microsoft. Microsoft had a, I wouldn't say, like you could say an event, but a presentation on YouTube where they showed off a new laptop and the, uh, the Surface Pro X tablet. You know, faster processors, more RAM, expendable storage, all those type of things when it came to the Pro X. But this was the kicker for me for this video I was watching. It was the Microsoft Surface Go laptop. And it's a 12.5 inch display. Uh, Aspect ratio is at uh, 3.2, like all the Surface products are. You know, I don't, and that's the thing, I don't have one of these laptops. I really want to get one and just see. I'm not really. A touchscreen person. I have a tablet for that, so I'm not really a person that needs a touchscreen when it comes to a laptop. But if you're using like the Surface Studio and you're a creative that goes as far as artistry and you want to make like a create something, that's a perfect tool for that. I think that's perfect for that. Be able to tilt the screen and kind of just do your art with no, I mean, interruptions and all that. So I think that is a great thing, but the specs is pretty outdated, you know. The I.O. was a little outdated, so hopefully they can kind of revamp it and do it over and kind of get some new, you know, I wouldn't say new, but more USB type C ports, you know, faster uh, SSD in there. Those type of things to kind of keep up with kind of uh, the, inter- the incremental upgrades that, you know, laptops get, desktops get over time. So hopefully with the Surface Studio, they will do that. But with this Surface Go laptop, it was interesting because not only was it a like a, a smaller laptop which I may get my hands on but what got me was like after the presentation they show you that how much the uh, Surface Laptop Go is going to cost and I was floored by the price point it was you like if that's the entry level price that's amazing. It was five forty nine. 
But I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna go back and check my, check my, look over my notes. And that's it comes with a 10th gen Intel Core processor. Uh, it had what? It can go up to 16 gigabytes of RAM. A 256 256 gigabyte SSD. SSDs are pretty much standard. Only time people use spinning hard drives now is just for storage. But a lot of SSDs are getting low in price, so you don't really have to deal with the whole spinning hard drive dying on you or those type of things. So it's one of those options that a lot of people are transitioning to, and now they just want faster SSDs. Like, the faster the SSD, the better the uh, performance is when it comes to loading up apps, loading up games, or all those type of things when it comes to just loading up documents and moving forward. It's it's like a great time for technology as it advances every year. And it was very... Like... I was really excited to see this Surface laptop. Now, at the price point, you got to see what the baseline is going to be, you know, for that price point. But for me, I would get one to kind of help out with the podcast. Like, it would be my laptop to kind of take notes, um, write down topics for the show, um, watch YouTube, of course, you know, casual, occasionally. Uh, some media consumption, those type of things. I don't need a laptop that small to be a heavy-duty machine for me. I just need something where I can kind of do my podcast episodes and not worry about, you know, my notes and stuff when it comes to my topics I want to write down, the notes I want to write down, or a script I want to write for a video. I can have that little tiny little computer and just use it for, you know, those type of things. Like, I used my iPad Pro for a while. I was using that to take down notes and write down. I wouldn't say, I don't call it a script. I just kind of have topics and give my opinion on certain things I'm looking forward to, things I don't really care for. That's basically what I do. I don't write a script for my show because I just want to feel like free form and just kind of give my opinion. If you like it, you don't. Hey, I don't care. Uh, it's just my opinion. Like, this ain't like, uh, you know, a technology channel where I'm giving you detailed information about everything I know while I'm in the production line. I, I don't know all that. I'm just getting everything that y'all get from the internet and like internet news and dealing with all kinds of information that comes all at once. And sometimes you got to group things together and give you a, I'm trying to give you a good product when it comes to an episode and not just be throwing unnecessary information at you and it don't really mean nothing to you. So that's my whole thing with that. But, like I said, with the Surface Laptop Go, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'll probably get one when it comes out, especially at that price. Well, like I said, that's a, a great price. Because, you know, the standard, I want to say standard, but the premium line of laptops out here, you know, they start at $1,000 or more. So something like that, that's probably not, you know, metal. It's probably some plastic in it, which is fine with me. Like I said, only thing I'm not too hype about is that it comes in three colors. And I don't like none of these colors. It was a blue one. That's a cool color. A silver one. And kind of like this reddish rose gold type thing. I would like matte black. You know, I'm a matte black type of person. Or when it comes to MacBooks, I've got a MacBook Air for at a space gray. Since that's like the darkest you can get it. You can't get a matte black version. That It would be nice if I could, but, you know, I can't. So for me... 
that's one of the options that I was hoping for, but maybe that's down the line. They'll probably see how this comes out when it goes. And uh, when it comes out, they'll probably get more options out later. Maybe, hopefully. I'm looking forward to it. But Microsoft also, like I said, talked about the Surface Pro X. I'm not really too hype about that. Um, I have an iPad Pro, so I don't really need two type of tablets. So I'm not going to really get into all that. But since we're talking about like media consumption, streaming, those type things now, during this whole shutdown of the country for a little while, movie theaters and all those type things. Now, um, I want to talk about the movie theaters. I haven't been to the movies in months ever since they shut it down. So Regal decided to shut down operations for the time being. So it was it was costing them more money to operate without the movies coming out than is to, uh, you know, since the movies are all being pushed back to 2021 and 2022, Regal decided to shut down. Now, here's the here's the funny thing about this, that Regal decided to shut down. Like I said, it's, more, it's costing them more money to operate without no mo- new movies coming in instead of just, you know, staying open and just hoping old movies come back and bring people back to the movies. Ain't nobody rushing to get to the movies right now. It's just too much going on as far as this virus. So you don't want to keep, you know what I mean, putting people at risk for that. So then AMC came out and said they're going to remain open. They're already hemorrhaging money. They already owe so much money. And so I'm like, I get it because I actually talked to somebody who went to the movies. They said you can get a movie ticket, but that's it. There's no food, no nothing. You just buy a ticket and go get your, uh, go, go have a seat. When I go to the movies, I like to have a couple of things. Pretzel bites with cheese, of course, or some chicken tenders and fries, depending on the movie theater that I go. Now, some movie theaters have that premium experience where you get actual food. Like, there's a movie movie theater uh, chain called The Movie Tavern. Now, they serve you food and drinks. Like, you can get a drink and get you a, a, a pizza and have you a drink at the same time. So, you have options there for that. And that's the thing. It was crazy because it was a movie theater downtown at the Fashion District, a.k.a. the Gallery. Anybody from Philly know exactly what I'm talking about. And they had a premium AMC there. And I wanted to get my I wanted to go down there and just go down there and enjoy the experience and just see how it was. So I checked the price points for this movie theater. It's crazy. Friday and Saturday. You pay twenty. I think it was twenty dollars to twenty one dollars per adult. For one adult, it's like twenty one dollars. So don't take your uh, your girlfriend and your kids or whatever, or your wife and kids down there. Woo! That's like a hundred dollars just to get in, almost. Depending on how many kids you got, because the kids was like eighteen dollars and some change. So it's like uh, almost a hundred dollars to get in. Then you got to spend like another hundred dollars on food. But it's all about the experience for me. So I definitely want to go out and go in and. and enjoy that experience but i don't know if they're open yet because i think philadelphia has not let movie theaters open yet so the hair regal shut down business but amc is willing to stay open it's more of a wait and see approach because right now movie theaters in philadelphia has not been open you got to go outside the city to kind of get to a movie theater if you want to and it's like it's frustrating for me because that's like the thing i like to do the most to go out and catch a good movie 
you know, just enjoy, you know, go out and enjoy myself. Sometimes you just need to get out and just do things and just enjoy the moment at the time. So I like to go out to the movies and catch a good flick. So this is a little disappointing to me, but I understand it if you want to keep people safe. Now, there's people saying that that the coronavirus is not a big thing when it comes to the transmission among movie theaters. Okay, I guess, especially if you're social distance and but, you know, it's just so much to operate that now, because now after every movie theater, you got to spray down every chair or whatever. Uh, You go into, you know, every seat, spray it, disinfect it, all those type of things now. So and then like everybody's pushing their movies back to 2021, like. I was waiting to see what they was going to do with the Black Widow movie because uh, I wanted to see that. I thought they was going to do the whole thing with the premium access on Disney Plus where you can get gain access to the movie for 30 bucks and you can kind of see it and all those type things. But since they push Black Widow to May of 2021, I think it's May 7th, and then they pushed... Shang-Chi to July 9th, I believe. And then the, the Eternals got pushed a whole entire year because it was in November. Then they pushed it back to February. And now they pushed it back to November of 2021. So you're going to get supposedly four movies from Marvel Studios next year because Spider-Man 3 is supposed to go in production soon. And that's supposed to come out in December of 2021. And... Also, they have a couple movies that are supposed to go in production soon for 2022. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if movies from 2021 get pushed back to 2022 because the way they're talking about it, the vaccine won't even be ready in time for, you know, till next summer. So we have to wait and see when it comes to this vaccine. Is it going to be distributed to the masses or are people going to be hesitant to take it because... You know, they are injecting pieces of parts of the virus in you to kind of build an immune to it. So and is this going to be one of those situations where it's like the flu? It comes every what flu season. Just have to wait and see. And it's a little scary because, you know, it affects people differently. And, you know, if you have a loved one, you don't want them to suffer the way I've been hearing stories about that. But, you know, that's. The way it is right now and just it's 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 tricky right now and it's hard right now. So just like I said, stay safe, do what need to be done, keep everyone safe. So now I wanna talk about the latest YouTube video I did. I did a YouTube video about desk setups. I am fascinated with desk setups. I like watching those videos, how people come and come and come together and just present you with the best ideas they can co- collectively and put them all in one video and kind of made a video that just expresses their, you know, their passion for trying to make the best desk. And I get it. I really do have a thing with watching so many videos of desk setup. So my video consisted of like three different areas of workspaces that I use throughout my house. I have an area where I do the A-roll shots where you can kind of see the camera. Not see the camera. Like, I'll face the camera. The script that I wrote out. 
I'll um, do that back, present the information as far as a product I'm reviewing or any type of technology that I've come across is interesting. I want to get my first impressions of. So I have that type of area, like the aero area. Then I have like my desk setup where I do the video editing process at. Um, I have a 55 inch I say Samsung LG OLED TV. You know, like I said in the video, OLED TVs are very color accurate and they're the best displays on the uh, in the market right now. So I have a desktop there. I have an HP Omen gaming desktop over there. A couple studio monitors and I kind of edit the videos and I I know what the video looks like how if the colors are not right, I know to go into the color grading of Premiere Pro and work on it and make sure it looks right. So that's the plus of having that. Then I have the section where I have like a podcast area where I have the Rodecaster Pro, uh, a MacBook Air, the old version, the silver one with some thick bezels and that terrible display. And I have like a monitor there kind of like I'll write my notes and topics out on the laptop on the notes um, app and put it on the big display so I can see them because sometimes without my glasses like font sizes are blurry to me so if I don't got my glasses I gotta make them big font sizes so I got a uh, 25 inch display right there and a couple other mics if I have some guests over and that's where I kind of you know do the podcast when I'm by myself and I'm like uh, and I, now I got another display there where I'm kind of like um, that uh, other table that's next to there I'm going to make that into a like a video editing area too. I got another 55 inch OLED display. And what I do is, you know, I'll edit videos over there and the podcast episode. So what I eventually will do is I will bring video to the podcast. So that would be like, I record the podcast, do the video, line up all the uh, audio with the video, cut it up make sure everything looks right and get the angles that I want in certain shots and certain angles. I want to shoot that podcast in and I'll do it from there. So that's basically what that'll be. That'll be the second video editing place where it may be up to par with the current desktop I have, but this will be similar to that, but it'll be mostly editing the podcast, the video version when it, eventually I bring edit video to the podcast. Cause right now I just got one camera that's in 4k. I'm working on getting me a Sony camera that I'm I'm stuck between I'm not stuck it's more of a financial you know decision here is either the a7 III or the a7s3 I would like to get the a7s3 but I believe the camera with the body just by itself is like three thousand dollars where I can kind of get the a7 III with a kit lens for two thousand dollars so I'll rather just step into that get that first start working with some different lenses See what works perfectly for a, you know, podcast or whatever, how like how the layout's going to be and then go from there. So that's where, you know, I'm stuck at right now. But, you know, all these things, ideas are coming along. So it's going to take time. It's, just, it's a process. You want to see what works and what doesn't work. So for me, that was like the video and idea of it. And then I eventually came down to the last part of the uh, desk setup tour. And I just wanted to kind of mention, mention that I have a round table 
that I've been using now that I'm actually recording this podcast. And what I decided to do was kind of like make this the interview table. If I have three or more people, I can kind of get a couple more chairs, have them sit there, and we kind of have our discussion about whatever we're talking about that day. So this desk is pretty much simple. It's a round table with two short SM7Bs on there. Like these, like everybody knows these these mics are the best in the business. They're very expensive. So it makes, you know, it gives you some of the best audio quality when it comes to a podcast. Now, for me, I have the Rodecaster Pro with pod, no, Rode Procaster microphones. Sounded great. Did a couple of episodes. Pretty much, I, I pretty much started the uh, podcast with that, and I love it. But, you know, it, it can be a bit too much sometimes when you're by yourself and you're trying to just do a quick episode, make it easy, you know, make it simple and not overdo it. So for me, you know, it was working just fine. I could just press my buttons, get my sound effects, get my music and all those things. But now I just wanted to kind of make do something that was real simple and easy and just get the work done. So what I've decided in this little podcast setup that you can see that I'm actually doing right now, I have my H, my Zoom H6, you know, powered up, you know, with a uh, power cable. The USB power cable that you can you know, like, you can find any USB cable and plug it into the wall and get, you know, c- consistent power without using batteries. Love that. And and people who know with short SM7Bs will tell you the mics are very soft sounding. So it, like if you don't have a cloud lifter, it's going to make your voice sound very soft and very like like and you don't want to turn the gain up too high because you can blow the microphones that way. Because I used to work in. I'm an electrician. I used to work at a uh, prison where the PA system would always go out because people kept turning the gains up too high, so they would blow the speakers out. So that's what you don't want to turn the gain up too high. So what a cloud lifter does, it it goes through the source of the uh, Zoom H6 and comes through this uh, little cloud lifter. And what it does, it boosts the uh, phantom power. And so you don't have to turn the gain up so high on the mic gain. So... I have it on six right now on the Zoom H6. And depending on how I talk to this microphone, it almost peaks sometimes. So that's what it does. It boosts the sound quality and record quality of the short SM7B. So anybody who gets one, I definitely recommend you get a cloud lifter. And whatever audio recorder that you use, it will boost the sound without you turning the gain up so high. And right now, this setup is real simple. Like I said, it's a round table. I got my uh, MacBook Air here with my notes and my topics I wanted to talk about today. And I could just talk to this microphone and just kind of feel free. And I just like how this sounds. I do. I like the sounds. I think it sounds a little better than the um, Rode Procaster microphones. Now, I could use the Shure SM7Bs, but I, like I said, I kind of use these. Like I, this table I'm going to be using is going to be my interview table. And the pro, um, the Rodecaster Pro is in a corner somewhere, and I kind of sit there, do what I need to do, and get the job done. And that's just, you know, how it's going to be when it comes to, you know, all the setups. And that's why people who have a dedicated setup using a MacBook Pro or Mac Pro or a PC or anything like that, like, I think it's the tech chap. I like that guy. He's... um. He's from England. You can tell in his accent. And he has a setup where he has a PC. He used Premiere Pro. And he he does the, he did the same thing I did. He used his, uh, he, he transitioned into a OLED display. He got the LG C10. 
It's a 48 inch display. He uses that as his monitor to hook up to his PC. And that's like, like I said, OLED has some of the best panels in the business and they're very color accurate. So you can kind of get, you know, a very accurate display when it comes to the colors. And to see him gaming on it was great too because the LG TVs, every HDMI port is 2.1 and it support variable refresh rates. And the thing that I kind of hated about Sony TVs that I found out later on, only like when it came to HDMI put 2 and 3, that would get you 4K and HDR um, playback. The other two would give you 4K without the HDR. So it was like stuff, limitations like that, that made me a little upset when it came to Sony TVs. Now, I don't have one of the OLED, so I can't really see if that's the same thing with the OLED TVs. But for me, it's like, why not have all your HDMI ports do that? But it was just one of those type of things. I guess Sony felt like they can just do that and people will work around that and just make it work. And now that, like, I have all these workspaces where I do all my work, sometimes I would like to go someplace and, like, have a studio and just kind of have a, have a, a, a space where I edit the videos, record the podcast, and just, you know, do what I need to do without having to work around so many different obstacles when it comes to all these setups that I have. And that's kind of my doing because I just overdid it when it came to uh, trying to figure out places to kind of do work and just make it easy for myself. In my, in my last video that I actually recorded, as you can see in the video that I use one of the short SM7Bs and I set the camera right in front of me at this round table. And you can see the display behind me and all the things that's going on in the background. And it was a simple video. Sometimes I have this issue where I overthink things. Like I need to have this to do this. Sometimes I got to really remind myself and kind of talk myself out of things like, yo, you don't need that. You're set up pretty well already. All you got to do is line things up and just execute them. And now that I've like kind of figured that out, like I'm getting into that situation where I'm starting to understand, like limit all the stuff that I'm doing to kind of think in my mind, I need this extra stuff to get a better shot or better audio, those type things. Now, like I said, I've will be bringing video to the podcast eventually, you know, and just start another YouTube channel with just the podcast episode. So if I have guests, have cameras set up so I can get the cat, um, my guests, uh, facial expressions and uh, emotions and all that stuff, whatever the topics we are talking about at that time, so I can have those type of things, and then, uh. Like I will like like I said, I want to get another camera like in case I have like three people over and depending on the angle or shot I want to get determines what kind of camera or lens I'm going to use that day. So it's that's why I'm like interested in getting the camera and learning different about lenses and all those things when it comes to just making things just better and getting better production, better video, audio and just bringing it all together to make a, a great product and. And, you know, it's nothing but continuous hard work and finding out what works and what doesn't work when it comes to a, you know, video aspect when it comes to recording a podcast mm -hmm. and posting it. Or do you 
need a certain type of camera? Can you just get any type of like compact camera and make it work? That's why I like watching a lot of YouTube videos where they do that stuff and kind of give me ideas and stuff I can take from them and use it myself and just, you know, take it from there. Now, lastly, I want to talk about this supposed iPhone event. Now, there's rumors that the iPhone mini is supposed to be around $649. I believe, I don't know why they call it a mini 5.4 inch display, a mini, but you know, to each his own. And it leaves me wondering what is Apple's end game when it comes to the iPhone? Are they going to have a cheaper version? So, you know, well, they are nine times out of 10, they're going to make a cheaper version because they have the iPhone SE and my motherboard and my son has it. And sometimes people just want a better price product than the over, you know, having all those extra features where a lot of them probably don't even use. So it leaves you up in the air about what's the best thing to do when it comes to a phone purchase. So the rumor is that the phone is going to be priced at 6.9. If it is, that's great. Still a little expensive for some people because, you know, it's tough out here and a lot of people have lost their jobs collecting unemployment, living paycheck to paycheck. So it's an option that's out there. So if you definitely would like a iPhone at a good price and you ain't got to spend too much and you're getting, like I said, supposedly all these iPhones that's coming out next month or matter of fact, this month, I'm sorry. They all supposed to have 5G and all the latest um, chips in there. So it's a cheaper product, but you get almost a premium at the price point that is coming out. So that is very, very interesting and curious. It's just to see if this rumor is supposedly true. Like, I can see it because, you know... Apple was finally decided to kind of cater to all kinds of markets. Like they started making that, that iPhone SE from years ago with the different colors in the back of it. It was plastic and all that. And I don't know how well that sold, but it was, it was a step forward to show you that Apple was willing to take, you know, not a, as they would consider a cheap approach, just a more affordable approach when it came to their products. So they tried the SE, but they bring the SE back out this past year. And it it feels like like an iPhone 6, for real, for real. It feels like the iPhone 6. It really does, because my mom had one, and it, that's what it felt like. I was like, it just feels like an iPhone 6. And then I watched a couple of videos, and they basically, that's what they said. They said it's like the iPhone 6 with just cheaper parts inside and then, you know, it has wireless charging. So I gave my mom a wireless charging pad. And so she can have to, can wirelessly charge without overcharging it. You know, those things she was dealing with before because she would plug it in. Sometimes you forget and let it slip your mind. And then you go on to the next thing and then you don't overcharge the battery. And sometimes in older phones, the flip, like flip phones, you can burn the battery out and just almost start. I wouldn't say almost like you can kind of start a fire because it like that's what happened to my uncle. I actually seen that one time. He overcharged his phone so much and it burnt the the outlet, like the plug that it goes into the phone. It burnt that part, which had me tripping. I was like, 
how long did he have it overcharging? Like, how hot did his phone get for that to get to that point where it, like, it literally burnt the bottom of the charging port, which was crazy. That, like, had me really, like, shaking my head. And so with these iPhone prices and these phones are getting very expensive, $1,500, $2,500 just for a phone. So that's very expensive. So the cheaper options is always better. And then plus they're starting to sell more because, you know, once the tech geeks like myself, YouTubers and all those people who just want the latest and the greatest, they go out for the high end phones. That's a, that's $1,150 for these phones. So to spend $600 and just kind of get the same experience without certain features I get it now and we'll see next week is next week yeah next week what's going to happen with the, this supposed Apple event and we'll have to wait and see what they're going to announce in the presentation what they're going to show and just wait and see but I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast episode. You know, get the word out. Spread it. Only way you can get this out there is by word of mouth. So if you listen to this, put the word out. Um, Finest Tech Podcast. I'm on all platforms. Thank you for supporting the show. Hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you guys next time. Peace.